0: And welcome to the podcast, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about how to build a pyramid. That's correct, how to build a pyramid. Specifically, we're talking about just how the Egyptians built those pyramids, and more importantly, how did they move those giant stones. Now, I had a little conversation with ChatGTP about this, and got some conflicting information, but I thought it was interesting. I said, give me 10 interesting facts about the Pyramid of Giza. Well, ChatGPT told me that the Pyramid of Giza were built over 4,500 years ago during the fourth dynasty of the Old Kingdom of Ancient Egypt. Says the Great Pyramid of Giza is the oldest and largest of the three pyramids, standing at over 481 feet tall. Imagine, it's almost 500 feet tall. It would have been 500 feet, you know, in its original form. This is a massively high building. This This is a tall building even today can imagine the effect it must have had back then on people. It says the pyramids were constructed using massive blocks of limestone weighing up to 80 tons each. Some of the stones were quarried from as far away as Aswan, which is over 500 miles south of Giza. This is where things get a little bit dicey at. You know, we have this limestone quarry within a couple miles of the pyramid, I guess across the Nile River there. So you can imagine, well, somehow they loaded these 80 ton rocks. That's 160,000 pounds. Just to put that in perspective, that'd be like a couple of fully loaded semi-trucks. Somehow they put these things on these reed rafts. I don't know how you put an 80 ton rock on a raft made made out of cocktails and drag it across the river. It's beyond me, but that's what we're told. And then once they got them back on the dry land again, they drug these things through the sand to the construction site. Okay, fine. We'll just go with that. Number four, the Great Pyramid of Giza is estimated to have taken 20 years to build and required a workforce of around 100,000 people. Things get a little sketchy here, too, because I found estimates of the population of Egypt, you know, being around anywhere from 2 to 4 million people. uh, We have to ask ourselves, how many people would it take to drag all of these big, giant rocks into one place and then pile them 500 foot up into the air in, you know, 2500 B.C.? Says the pyramids of Giza were not built by slaves as is sometimes thought. Instead, the workforce consisted mainly of skilled laborers who were paid for their work. I don't know how much skill it takes to drag a rope with an 80 ton rock on the back end, but I guess we could call those folks skilled. Says the interior of the pyramids contains a maze of narrow passageways and chambers, including the burial chamber where the pharaoh's sarcophagus was placed. <clears throat> now, they're assuming that the um, feral sarcophagus was placed there. A lot of evidence says that was not the case, that these things were used for something else. Who knows? And secondly, this should give us a, just an idea of how advanced uh, the construction of these things were. Not only were these things aligned you know, near perfectly, but as they're building this giant pile of rocks into this perfectly triangular form, well, not perfectly triangular form, because they somehow figured out their exact angle to build the sides of these of this pyramid kind of in a convex shape so it has a little bit of an inward facing curve to it for whatever reason they needed to get those uh, walls up to where they had to be at so doing all that they also built into the pyramid while they're constructing it they built all they built a maze of passageways in there so this wasn't like they were just dragging up uh, the 2.3 million uh, rocks. And putting this thing together like it was a like it was a Lego set, they were constructing an interior to this thing as they were building it, almost 500 feet tall. He goes on and says, "The pyramids of Giza were originally covered in smooth white limestone casing stones, which gave them a shining appearance." However, most of these stones were removed over the years to be used in other construction projects. So they got this hardened white limestone, and they used it as like a siding on this stuff. And from what I've read, it just gave this the pyramids an amazing, uh, bright. You know, they would reflect these white walls would reflect the sunlight there in the desert, and it would, apparently was thing was just amazing to look at. And then I've even seen, even seen uh, articles where they claimed that the top, the very top little uh, triangular shaped uh, capstone which is gone now would have been covered in gold i guess we can see why it's gone and so you can just imagine uh how how amazing these things looked it says the pyramids the pyramids of gaza are surrounded by a complex of smaller pyramids temples and tombs which were built to house the pharaoh's family and retainers Despite centuries of exploration and excavation, many mysteries still surround the pyramids of Giza, of Giza, including how they were built, how the stones were transported and lifted into place, and what their purpose was. Well, these things are full of mystery. Like I said, it, it's quite a rabbit hole to behold. Now, so I asked ChatGTP, how many stones are in the Great Pyramid of Egypt? Well, Chat says the number of stones used to construct the Great Pyramid of Giza is not known with certainty, as it is difficult to count them accurately. However, estimates suggest that there were around 2.3 million stone blocks used in the construction of the Great Pyramid. Now, that's what I also found, is that 2.3 million to maybe 2.5 million stones. And you have to remember, some of the stones weigh uh, maybe 2.5-3 tons, some of them weigh 80 tons. Of course, the ones on the bottom are much larger. It says these blocks vary in size, with the largest blocks weighing as much as 80 tons. It is also worth noting that the limestone casing that originally covered the pyramid was made up of an additional 144,000 stone blocks. That's interesting, 144,000. The total weight of all of the stones used in the construction of the pyramid is estimated to be around 6.5 million tons, which I added this up and I figured about 11.5 billion pounds. That sounds right. It's truly remarkable to think that such an enormous structure was built over 4,500 years ago, without modern technology or machinery, it's not only amazing to imagine it. It's almost implausible to me. I don't know. I I'm not I'm not a hundred percent one way or the other on this, but I find it really. I find it really fascinating, and and I have not found an explanation that satisfies me. I asked the chat GTP. I said, what kind of stones did the Egyptians use to move those 2.3 million stone blocks? Gives me a pretty long answer, but basically what it says is, the workers would have used a combination of brute force and careful engineering to move the blocks into place. It also says that they used logs to roll these blocks on. I don't know, man. Think about it. You look around the area there in the maps, on Google Maps and that, it looks like there would be several feet of sand at the top of the surface. Number one. Number two, where are they getting the trees from? They're in a desert, and apparently that place has been a desert for a really long time. So, why would you cut down the trees that you have? And how long would it take you to completely go through all of your trees before you you got this thing built? I'm also asking myself... An 80-ton rock, okay? How many trees would it take to move that thing? 80 tons. I don't know. I asked, I asked the chat, GDP, I said, how many men would it take to move an 80-ton stone through the sand? Now, I have to tell you something. I did a little research on this, and I, I guess there's this whole uh, hobby, weight activity, whatever you want to call it, well, these guys pull these uh, sleds of weight, just drag them across the ground, and according to them, and we'll get to it, but it looks like you can pull about a third of your body weight. The average person can. And I'm not talking about like super duper powerlifters who can, you know, lift you know hundreds and hundreds of pounds. I'm just talking about an average person being able to drag uh, something dead weight, a person, uh, hunk of metal, you know, just be able to drag it across the floor for a sustained distance. Because they're talking about dragging stuff five, six miles here, and it's t- telling you that. An average person can drag about 30% of the weight. Just keep that in mind. I said the number of men. I said how many men would it take to pull an 80-ton stone through the sand? And it has a pretty long explanation, but it basically says uh, it may have taken as many as 200 men to move a single 80-ton block, assuming they were using sledges and ropes. Now, I'm not a mathematician, but to me, that is complete crap. That answer. Excuse my language. I said 80 tons equals 160,000 pounds. How many pounds per man would that equate to if 200 men to move it? Of course, we know the answer, but it says if we assume the 200 men to move an 80-ton stone block, then each man would need to lift or pull an average of 800 pounds. Now this is where me and Chat G D P just part ways. You're going to tell me that an average man can drag 800 pounds on the ground? Really? I basically, it won't repeat the whole conversation, but I told GTP that they were full of, uh, you know, the stuff you find in the barnyard. And then I went on to ask them that how much did the average Egyptian man weigh back then? Well, it's difficult to say, but they said the Egyptian times may, in Egyptian times, they may have been around 140 pounds. Now, from what we know, archaeologically, Uh, that seems about right. I mean, yeah, they're living in a desert environment. I mean, they're having to their agriculture is all based on irrigation through the Nile River. So, it's going to be a highly uh, vegetable, fruit and vegetable based diet. You know, they're not going to be able to afford to raise a bunch of cattle. You know, I don't think they really raised pigs in Egypt at that time. So, the main meat source would have been like goats, maybe sheep, cattle. But those things take a lot of food. So, the average person would have had a would have, would have no doubt would have had a plant-based diet. I think we can all agree on that. And so 140 pounds is probably reasonable for what the average Egyptian would have worked. And if you look at the, at the hieroglyphs in the pictures, it didn't seem like you had a lot of overweight Egyptians running around, at least not the average working Egyptian. So I said, well, you know, I told uh, GPT that if they thought 140-man pounds 140 pound man could pull an 800 rock on a sledge through sand well, they can kiss my backside that's how I look at that there's no way that a 140 pound man imagine this can pull an 800 pound stone on a sledge through sand I mean, how ridiculous is that? well uh, of course, Jack GTP apologized, and uh, we changed the subject. I asked him what the population. I asked Google what the population for Egypt was back in because we're going to do a little bit of math. It says the population is a bit unclear. Estimates for the time fall in between two and four million. This area of Egypt was one of, more, of the more densely populated areas in the world at the time, due to the fertility of the Nile. Well, yeah, you had a warm climate and water. So, think about that. we got, we got 2 to 4 million people. So, out of, that, you know, out, of, out of that population max of 4 million, let's just say 2 million of them are over the age of 14 or something that can work. Which is pretty unlikely, because you're living in an agricultural-based society with very low levels of technology. You're going to spend most of your time growing your food just to feed yourself. You're not going to have a lot of free time just to hang out. It says the granite used in the Great Pyramid was transported over 500 miles to the construction site. So those would have probably been the smaller stones, like the 5,000-pounders. It says the white limestone used for the outer sides of the pyramid is found on the other shore of the Nile. The blocks used range from 2 to 3 tons in weight. That's for uh, the, the smaller blocks. So let's just assume then that the big 160,000-pound uh, rocks, they only had to drag those, say, for a mile. And then the 5,000-pound rocks, most of those would have been the granite. They would have had to have been brought from a river 500 miles. So, according to uh, modern-day archaeologists, for the most part, somehow the Egyptians, who use these papyrus rafts, you've seen pictures of them, they're reed boats, basically just made out of cactus. Don't know how they did it, but they were able to put these giant cactail barges together and somehow put a... 5,000 pound rock on those and carry those downriver 500 miles. Now, I suppose it's possible. I don't know how. I would. Li- I haven't yet to find somebody explain to me and explain to me the math of exactly how you put a 5,000 pound rock onto a cactail barge and carry it down river. I can see how you could do it on a modern uh, steel barge. Those things carry, you know, thousands and thousands of tons. I mean, I think they can carry up to like a million pounds. But or three-quarters of a million pounds. But a, a reed barge, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to find that. I, I was not able to see a modern-day uh, experiment where somebody was actually able to recreate that. It says, uh, I've also not been able to see a modern-day uh, experiment where they were able to get 200 people together and pulled an 80, 000, or 160,000-pound rock, or the 20 people that they claimed it took, to pull a 5,000-pound rock. I mean, how hard could it be for one of these uh, universities to get together 20 strapping young guys who don't weigh 140 pounds each, but weigh 180 pounds, and drag a 5,000-pound rock uh, across campus and show us how easy it was? Today, I've seen people take the do the little lever trick where they they move the rock up and they and they spin it around and move it, you know, six inches at a time. We don't see any illustrations of that being done in the pyramids. We do see some hieroglyphs for the, where there are lots and lots of people are pulling stuff. It goes on, it says, Based on historical records and experimental reconstructions, it is estimated that a crew of about 20 workers could move a 2.5-ton stone block about 6 miles per day over flat terrain using a combination of sledges and rollers. This means that it would take approximately 83 days for the crew to transport a stone block from Aswan to Giza, assuming a distance of 500 miles and flat terrain throughout the journey. Now that's chat GDP. Now they're saying if you would have drugged those blocks by hand from the, the granite blocks from Aswan to Giza, it would have taken about uh, 83 days. In other words, you could have pulled a crew of 20 guys could have pulled uh, 40 of those stones. Uh, down the, across the sand at that rate, which they're they're saying flat terrain. I'm not sure. To me, pulling a rock, a 20 pound or 5,000 pound rock across, uh, say a parking lot, is going to be a lot of different. It's going to be a lot different than trying to pull that same rock across uh, sand. I'm thinking the sand is going to cause a lot more resistance as far as bringing the trees in. You're talking about a 500-mile trip. How many trees would you need? You know, if you do the math on this, it, it it's it would take. You could it could be done. You would you would need. Uh, I think around 200,000 guys. We figured out would take about 37 years. You but and that's not even counting the time to build the thing. That's just counting the time to get those rocks uh, to the construction site. Now, if we assume that they're rafting these things down the 500 miles and bringing the bulk of the other stones just across the river a couple miles, you still have to ask yourself, how many people does it take to move one of those big 160,000 pound rocks? I looked up online, I found it that it says it takes for, average, for the average person the recommended safe pull limit. We're talking about dragon weight here, dead weight is 30% of body weight. So for a 200-pound adult, it would be 60 pounds. Note that a professional athlete could do a lot more, where a, fragile, where a fragile, elderly woman could only do, be able to pull you know, much less. As I said, we're figuring that the average uh, Egyptian, 140-pound man, could therefore pull 42 pounds. You know, 20 pulling 2.5 tons would equal 250 pounds each. So the GTPs, uh, it's... Its uh, estimates on how many people it took to pull one of these rocks is crazy. It tells us that uh, you know, 200 people to pull an 80-ton rock—that's 800 pounds a piece—but it took 20 people to pull a two-and-a-half-ton rock, which is 250 pounds each. Both estimates are are off way, 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 way off. What it would actually take—it uh, would take, from from what I can figure here, at 42 pounds a piece. It would take 3,890 Egyptians to drag an 80-ton block, and 119 to drag a two-and-a-half-ton block. So we're talking about a lot of people to move these uh, blocks. And when they're telling us that maybe it took 20 or 30,000 people to build the pyramids, are they are they are they mathematically estimating these people have superhuman strength? Now it says here, modern Egyptologists. This is from Google believe the real number is closer to 20,000. So ChatGTP says it took 100,000. Google says it took 20,000. It says Mark Lemire and Zai Hawass have been trying to solve the puzzle of where the twenty to 30,000 laborers who built the pyramids lived. A lot of thought about that. Where do you put that many guys at? Just think of the logistics. If this thing took, estimates vary from 15 years to 30 years to build one of these things, where do, where do those 30,000 people live at? They're going to have to eat food every day. How how does the, how does the country uh, support them? It would almost be like being in a in a permanent state of of war. Now, if if all the stones would have come from Oswan, uh, it would take two million it would take two million men to move those rocks. But of course, we know that only about ten percent of those ten percent of those rocks came from Oswan. Still, means you're going to need a couple hundred thousand guys to move those rocks if they pull them there. Now, if they're using boats, well, it's gonna it's gonna be a lot quicker. But like I said, I still haven't seen the uh, demonstration of how you move one of these large stones on one of these papyrus rafts. That's it, it's just it's uh, it's mind-boggling to me. Now, we were also told from Google that materials. It says the Great Pyramid consists of an estimated 2.3 million blocks, approximately five and a half million tons of limestone, and eight thousand tons of granite so that's five and a half million tons of limestone that's the stuff you're getting across the river eight thousand tons of granite that's the stuff that's 500 miles away and then the 500,000 tons of mortar were used in the construction now as far as I know the mortar you have to cook that right so where did they get all the wood to create that mortar from we know like that in Central America uh, the Aztecs they burned down their forests to create the mortar they needed for their pyramids, which were much smaller than what the Egyptians built. It says the earliest evidence of pulleys. Now, this is another thing. They're constantly telling us uh, in these articles that you read that they used uh, building techniques. They're implying that they used pulleys. But so I typed in. Well, we know that the we know that the wheel was invented about 500 years before the Egyptians built the pyramids at Giza. But uh, everybody agrees that they didn't actually use wheels to move these. Well, then what about the pulley? Well, of course, we know that the pulley that the pyramids were built 4,500 years ago, 2,500 B.C., but if we look up the date for the invention of the pulley, it says the earliest evidence of pulley dates back to ancient Egypt and the 12th dynasty, which is 1991, basically 2,000 years before Christ. So... Pyramids were built 2,500 years BC, but the pulley wasn't invented until 500 years later, in around in around uh, 2000 BC. So if they weren't using pulleys to move these stones, you're not. that, That makes a big difference because we know the Romans moved some pretty big rocks, and they used. Pulleys to do it because the pulley, uh, I don't know the formula on it, but you can look it up in five minutes. The pulley reduces the amount of, of energy that you have to exert to move the object. It cuts it back, it's a formula that cuts it back, I don't know, by half or whatever. Well, these guys weren't using pulleys, obviously. The pulley hadn't, hadn't been invented for another 500 years. So these stones, 80 pounds at the heaviest, up to two, or 80, th- 80 tons at the heaviest, up to two and a half tons, were simply dragged up an incline to reach the 500-foot level at, at, at the very end. And they would have been just dragged there by brute force because the pulley hadn't been invented so they couldn't use the pulley. I just find this whole subject fascinating. Now, this is just a tip of the iceberg. You could talk about this stuff for the next six hours. But just you know, looking around the internet, first off, you have to wade through 20 pages of, of uh, debunking where they're going to tell you how the Egyptians just did this through brute force and that there was no advanced technology, or the you know that that ET had nothing to do with it. I'm not saying that ET did this or that they had some sort of super advanced technology. I'm just saying I don't I don't understand uh, how it can, how it could have been done. I mean, when you think about the fact that it took uh, close to four thousand people, let's just say thirty five hundred people, to pull one of these big rocks, one of the big ones. You know how in the world could you pull that thing? Up the pyramid, even the smaller stones at say four or five tons. I mean, it takes a couple hundred people. How are they all working in unison? And then, if it takes 120 people to pull one of these rocks on a flat surface, how many more does it take if you're pulling up at a at a, at a you know 45 degree angle or whatever? You know, it's just the manpower required to do this. I, d- I don't see the math on it. How this how this primitive culture, who hadn't even invented the pulley system yet wasn't actually using the wheels to do any of this work, located in a desert, would have the resources to build uh, these perfectly shaped uh, pyramids that had a height of uh, 500 foot. I mean, just a massive, massive. And keep in mind, what we see in the pyramids today is a shell of the original uh, monuments that were built 4,500 years ago. Amazing. Until next time, this is UFO Morning. Over and out.